tough, you have to be ethical. You wouldn't think it's too much to ask that women be paid the same amount as men for doing the same job. We really do need journalists who will act without fear or favour. I love the mansplaining. I'm enjoying it. Journalism has changed uh, so much, particularly in recent times. Brooke Jacobson got hooked on this drug called journalism from a young age. This week, she sits down with me to talk about having courage and climbing up a steep learning curve. And I really wanted to know how she had the confidence to start completely new, something out of her comfort zone, especially at a time where she was made redundant in her position at News Corp. You're listening to Media Secrets. Um, So, Brooke, just for the record, um, I'm going to get you to basically pitch yourself. How would you pitch yourself if you were, um, you know, looking for a job or something like that? Okay. uh, Well, I'm Brooke Jacobson. I've been a journo for 20 years. I'm currently running my own freelance um, boutique (laughs) copywriting agency, I guess. Uh, I do social media. I do local news. News. Mm-hmm. I do pretty much everything. That sounds awesome, though. <laughs> and I love that you use the word boutique. I love that word when yeah. it comes to the content that well, we produce. It's better than saying small. <laughs> <laughs> Micro business, boutique business. Perfect. Boutique sounds exactly. fancy. <laughs> yeah. And so, obviously, the podcast is called Media Secrets. So, mm-hmm. what secret do you have to spill? I would say the secret to success is. Take whatever job is offered to you. When you're starting out, nothing should be beneath you. If you get a job at a tiny magazine that talks about knitting or motorcycles Mm. or even if it's stuff you know nothing about, take it because you will learn something and you will learn something everywhere you go. And one job will lead to the next job and the next job and the next job. That's the secret. Take any job. Just take it. Perfect. Um, And so... Why did you decide to get into the industry? What what were, what was it about it that love you know you liked I about it? I always thought that journalism was a really important job. Um, I actually wanted to be a war correspondent when I was young, and yeah. uh, obviously that didn't work out. But because it's a pretty select group of people to, that get to do that job. Yeah. But I really love people. I really love learning. I'm just nosy, really. I love learning about other people, what yep. they do, why they do what they do, and I love to write so people and writing that's journalism that's the combo perfect fit (laughs) um and so what do you love most about it is is it that fact that you get to you know meet new people and talk to new people or is there something else as well it's I love people and I love um I think in journalism you see people at their best and sometimes you see them at their worst and it's really just such a great insight into humanity and we're all really basically the same but I just yeah I'm really like nosy and fascinated by other people I just can't (laughs) help myself yeah um and why did you stay you know why was it um this long career that you sort of forged in the industry well just kind of got hooked you know, and mm. I still, even though I no longer work in newspapers and they have changed a great deal, mm. I still, that's my first love. I love mm. newspapers. I love them as a product. I love all the crazy, weird people that work at newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of them, so yeah, I can say that. It's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you meet a lot of weird people working in newspapers, but I love yeah. those people. They're my people. So, um, yeah, you kind of get hooked on it, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, 
And so why why did you decide to make the jump? Why go from, you know, a standard newsroom to, you know, doing your own company now? Uh, well, newspapers have changed a lot in, over the years that I've been in. And I could see that things were just going in a direction that I was not wild about. Mm. Um, I think, you know, staff numbers have been cut so dramatically in newsrooms and kind of the atmosphere had changed and I feel like maybe the focus was not on quality as much anymore and that was kind of driving me a little bit crazy. Um, And News Corp offered me a redundancy, which I had kind of been angling for. Uh, So I said, yeah, I said, now's the time and I'll take the leap and do something else. Mm. Yeah. And so was it straight after that you um, started up your own business or how did that kind of progress to that stage? I had been thinking about it for a little while um, and I'm very fortunate my husband is a corporate lawyer Mm -hmm. and I said to him, I think I'd like to start a business. Should I just get an ABN and a Facebook page? And he went, oh my God, no. No. Uh, so uh, he structured a company and everything for me and he's like, this is how you run a business and this is what you do. Because I've never run a business no, before. Like, of course. I'm on a very steep learning curve. Yeah. So I've had to learn about things like accounting software and yeah. all those little nitty gritty details. Um, but it's been heaps of fun and mm. I really, I like getting to set my own hours. I can fit it in with my kids. Um, it's really... It's the dream job, you know? Yeah. And no one tells me what to do, so that's even better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so how did you have the confidence to start your own business? A lot of people... um, find that it is tricky to even um, just freelance, let alone starting something entirely new from yeah. start. It's, um, I actually got my first job. One of the dads at my kid's school uh, has a couple of businesses and he said, mm. oh, I really need someone to do my social media. Do you think that's something you would be interested in? And I mm. went, yeah, I can do that for you. And he was my first client. And then he recommended me to other people. Loads of people that I have worked with in the past have recommended me. I would say 99% of my jobs have come from people I know or people, you know, friends of friends. And that's um, been really flattering that people have recommended me. And it's been great. Yeah. And is that why it's so important to foster relationships, not just with the people that you're interviewing, but with colleagues and, you know, mentoring and and systems like that? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, when you get to the end of your life, do you want to go, I was a great journalist or I was a nice person? Well, hopefully people will think both, but nice person is more important, you know, Mm. and I've always tried to really... um, be nice to people that I work with and mm. be respectful and even though a newsroom can be quite a robust uh, collegiate environment, I yeah. guess, I and I love that, it's important to really get along with people and just not be a butthead, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so, not being a butthead, yeah. is that the kind of advice that's stuck with you over the years? Is yeah, there definitely. Any, is there any definitely. Um, and just have the courage to try something different you know if someone in the newsroom says to you oh can you go out and cover that car accident or even if you've never been to a car accident before and you think oh it might be a bit scary just do it just have a go can you interview this person yep I can do it just Mm. yeah really fake it till you make it honestly I know it's a bit of a cliche but that has been my entire career exactly exactly (laughs) exactly yeah 
And yeah. so what um, challenges have you faced during your um, two decades in this industry and what did you learn from those those moments? Um, I think like a lot of women in this industry, I have faced um, a fair bit of sexism. Um, yeah. You know, I've had politicians say to me, oh, this is a bit of a you know, why are you here doing this? Shouldn't you be covering like bake sales and stuff like that? I'm like, oh man, really? Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and what did you do in that moment though? Did you, did you do the classic laugh it off or did you say something? I just said, well, this is my job and I love doing it. Yeah. And they kind of went, oh, okay. You yeah. just, you have to stand up for yourself. I'm the youngest in my family. I have big brothers. I'm not backward in coming forward. Anyone who knows me will tell you that, that I'm quite opinionated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've got to step up and say, this is me and this is what I'm doing and I'm, yeah. I can do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so any other um, challenges that you face and you've just thought, I really shouldn't, I really shouldn't be put in this situation. And did you learn anything from those moments? Yeah, I have felt, um, particularly after having kids, uh, the career opportunities kind of dried up a little bit. I think there's an assumption that once a woman has kids, oh, that's it. She just wants to work part time or she doesn't want to go for that promotion or whatever. Mm. And um, I did really learn to use my voice during that time. You know, I have two kids and I was very blessed to have, you know, paid maternity leave and flexible hours and all that kind of stuff. But there was an assumption that I didn't want to do more Mm. and that I didn't want to learn anything else. And I had to step up and say, well, no, actually, I've been a journo for a long time. I have a lot to contribute and I want to do more. And in in that situation, do you approach your boss and, and, you know, sit down and have a um, calm, rational conversation or is it <laughs> is it more that you kind of, not so much lash out but sort of react to the situation? Yeah, look, sometimes we all lose our cool. Uh, you know, like I said, a newsroom is a fairly robust environment and if you can't stand up for yourself, it's probably not the environment for you. Um, but I found... You know, every year you have a a review and whatever, and that's the time to say, okay, this is what I'm capable of and this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So, And doing that actually led to me becoming a bit of a mentor for some of our graduates at the Career Mail for my last kind of year or so Mm -hmm. I was there. And I really loved that. I really enjoyed it so much. It was great. What did you like most about working at the Career Mail as well? Because that's not... You know, that's not a, a run-of-the-mill kind of paper. Like, it's it's no. got a lot of prestige behind it. It does. Um, and I was really thrilled to actually get a sub-editing job there. Mm. Um, and I was still a broadsheet when I started working there, so wow. now I'm showing my age. <laughs> um, it was just great to be on a big daily metro paper that's what I had always wanted and it's a great environment there it was at that time and I really loved it I worked with a lot of amazing talented hilarious people and I just that was what I loved about it all the people that I worked with there particularly on the subbing bench you know we just had a great relationship 
And how exciting is it when you walk into the newsroom and something breaks and you see and, you know, the atmosphere just changes oh, yeah. in a second and it's busy and it's crazy and people are yelling at each other. And, and that's what hooks you in about yeah. journalism, I think. It changes every single day. And, you know, you get to four o'clock and you think, oh, yeah, the edition's going to be all good and something happens and you're like, right, we need to change <laughs> the first ten pages. So Shit. let's go. Oh, my God. How did that happen? Yeah. But that's... That's what I love about it. Yeah. yeah. It's that news. You get, it's really, it's a bit addictive. Can't help yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And so what do, what lesson do you wish you had learned or, or what do you wish you had known about the industry um, before you got into it? Um, I wish I had known that if you want to be a journalist, you will not make a lot of money. <laughs> We do it for the love of the we job, don't do we? We do it for love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, look, I love this industry, but if you're in it for the cash, you're in the wrong job. I'm oh, sorry yeah. to tell you, you should go and be a plumber or a dentist or a lawyer or something else. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I wish I had known that and perhaps been a bit more financially savvy. But I think all women need to be a bit more financially savvy. It's, yeah. And it's certainly something that I have learned since being in business that I really need to, you know, be a grown up. <laughs> Damn, I don't want to be a grown-up, though. It's so boring, isn't it? It's so hard. <laughs> um, and so what about some advice then that you could offer to, um, you know, w- women journalists that are listening, not just, you know, cadets or, or people that want to get into the industry, but, you know, women that have been in there for quite a while about staying in the industry, you know, um, how you do it. Plan ahead and multi-skill like really it's all about you can't just be a great writer anymore you have to be able to do a podcast or do video or do digital or um you know take photos you've really got to be the whole package so you should always be trying to learn new things always yeah wonderful um and so what was i know we're sort of back back Pedaling, <laughs> totally not brain not working today. Um, I know we're backpedaling a little bit, um, but what was that transition like um, from News Corp to starting your own business? Was was that like the scariest thing you'd ever gone through? Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I was um, sad to leave the Courier Mail but excited and freaked out all at the same time. Mm. And starting my own business was kind of like waiting for your first baby to come. You really don't know what you're doing. You don't know what it's going to be like. Um, I thought, my God, are we going to go broke? Like, it's really, it's terrifying, yeah. But just got to grip it and rip it sometimes, <laughs> And so any advice for that particular element then? Any advice for women out there that are listening and think, I've had enough of um, my job that I'm doing now. I want to do something different. I want to start my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, in, still in the industry, what advice would you have for them? I would say speak to people who know the things that you don't know. So like I said, my husband is a lawyer. He structured my business for me. Mm. You need someone to do all that legal stuff for you. You need an accountant. Like, I mean, I did an English degree. I don't do maths. This is not my forte. We, like, we're known for not being oh, great at maths, so aren't bad. we? So Journos, bad. At it. So bad so at maths. Bad. <laughs> so really speak to those experts and get all your ducks in a row. You know, don't just go, oh, I'll get an ABN and a Facebook page. Like, really, <laughs> you should do things properly. Yeah. <laughs> it's my advice. And so when you when you left um, News Corp, 
did you feel like you had enough skills at that stage to start your own business or did you then spend time upskilling with social media with with the different elements of our industry yeah I I have tried to upskill um, particularly with social media like I wasn't even on Instagram when I was at the paper still so I'm oh, like wow. oh better join Instagram that seems like it's important uh, yeah <laughs> and it is um, so yeah, it was important to learn about all those kind of aspects and, yeah, just have a crack. <laughs> and did you do it – did you do a course in that regard no, or you just did research? No, just did lots of research. Um Read, read, read. There are heaps of great courses out there. Mm. A lot of them cost a lot of money. And yeah. when you're running a boutique business, there's not a lot of money to go around. Plus so, having kids. Plus yeah. having kids and yeah. a house and the whole shebang. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, lots of research, lots of reading. And I've worked with so many great people over the years who are great photographers or, mm. you know, people like that. So ask. Yeah. Ask people, hey, how do you do that? You know, can you help me? Um, you know, I had some headshots taken recently by a friend of mine who's an amazing photographer and I wrote some stuff for her for her website. So we did a swap. A you trade, know? Yeah. yeah. That's great. So ask. And so what do you think most journalists wouldn't understand about, you know, comms and PR? You know, do you think there's any kind of... Um, preconceived notion that's not actually the case? I think um, a lot of journos still view PR people as the enemy. Mm. You know, that oh, they're just here to spin whatever. They're not here to tell me the real story. Mm. Um, And, you know, it's a bit of a dirty secret, but PR is heaps of fun. Mm. You know, it's the dirty secret of journalism that it's fun. It's a great job. You get to help people promote their business or, Mm. you know, I work a lot with small business and for me, that's not just about supporting that person. That person has a whole family behind them or this is their dream, you know, and if you can write something that can help them promote their business, I think that's great. Absolutely. Mm. And so any other pieces of advice then you think are are important, especially for the young ones in particular that are listening and um, want to get into the industry? Um, Good advice. Like I said, take any job, any job that you can get and just work your guts out at it. Be that person that volunteers for everything. And you should also know that journalism is not Monday to Friday, nine to five. And if you think that's what it's going to be, you should get out now because I have worked all kinds of crazy hours in my job. You know, I have been at car accidents at 2am. I have been at bake sales on Sunday mornings and you know, it's, it's seven days a week and it's 24 hours a day now. So yeah, be prepared for long hours. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the earliest I ever got up for a job was like, 3 a.m. Oh, it's killer, isn't it? And I actually loved it. Even though it was freezing cold, (laughs) I was taking shots of uh, cane fire. So I worked um, in an area where, uh, you know, they used to burn their crop. They used to sort of harvest it like a lot of other areas. And... um, we needed some really great, you know, cane fire shots mm-hmm. for our front page and, you know, we were using old ones and they just weren't cutting it anymore and I thought, okay, let's get this done and I got a, a phone call from the farmer at 2.30 saying, hey, mate, we're going to start 
Yeah. We're going to start burning in half an hour. Are you keen? I'm like, Can you Shit. come? <laughs> and you're like, it's yeah. So early. Why are you making me do this? Can but I it was in so rewarding. Pajamas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I want my PJs because I'm keen for that. Um, you know, but it's so rewarding. Yeah. Like, you, you just learn so much. And whether it's a regional area that you're going to yeah. or whether it's, you know, um, a metro or, you know, PR, I think it's, I think it's vital to just give it your all. And I would say regional journalism is where I had the most fun and where I learned the most. And you get to do everything. Like yeah. I've covered courts and council and when the PM comes to town, you mm. get to interview the PM because there's literally no one else. Mm. And, you know, I've been on drug raids with the cops at four yeah. in the morning and heaps of fun stuff. You know, it's really... Yeah, regional journalism is a fantastic grounding for pretty much everything in this industry. Absolutely. And I I think it's I think it's amazing the way that the the community accepts you and and oh, yeah. opens up to you being there and you know, you get to see so many different elements that it really shapes your view of um People, like how important the job is telling Absolutely. people stories. Absolutely. It's a real, um, there's a real element of trust. Mm. And I will always remember uh, one story I did when I was at Dubbo a long time ago. Good old Dubbo. Good old Dubbo. Love it. <laughs> um, there was, it was a really sad story. There was a kid mm. uh, who had taken his own life at the local high school oh and God. I went to interview his parents. I mean, any journal will tell you the death knock is just the worst. Yeah. Um, but those people were so amazing. They yeah. welcomed me into their home at the worst time in their life and they told me all about their boy and how amazing he was. And I think, I mean, I couldn't do that story now. As a mum, I would just be in a puddle on the floor. Yeah. But because I was young, I just went, okay, this is what I have to do. Yeah. Um, and it was a real privilege to speak with those people at that time and to help them tell their story, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's an amazing it's an amazing side mm. of um, journalism that that people don't always understand. They think yeah. that you've you know you've bashed down the door and yeah. you've held a gun to their head and yeah. said, "Tell me the story." You know, whereas a lot of the time um, it's nowhere near as bad as that. Yeah. They, you know, sometimes they just want to be able to talk to somebody about this wonderful human being that exactly. unfortunately they've lost. So. Exactly. Yeah. It's um it's a real privilege this job. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, Brooke, again. we're going to do fast facts, <laughs> okay. which is a QA and a style um, fast round. Mm-hmm. So, what motto do you live by? Uh, it's an Elizabeth Taylor quote, and it is, put on some lipstick, pour yourself a drink, and pull yourself together. That's awesome. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I've heard that, but that is yeah, awesome. I love it. Um, where has been the best place to work, either location or company? Ooh, um... Look, Dubbo Zoo is pretty awesome. Done heaps of stories there. You get to pat animals and it's really fun. Shit, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. (laughs) And what's your dream job? Ooh, uh... White House press secretary, not for the current president. I was obviously, say, really, right now? That's, not right now. That would be no. That would not be Preferably fun at all. Preferably for uh, Elizabeth Warren. That would be my absolute dream job. That would be so cool. Mm. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Oh, London. Uh, because we lived there a long time ago, and I just love that city. Love yeah. it. It's really. It's got a very special place in my heart. What do you love most about it? Everything. 
Yeah. It's even the cold? Even the cold. Really? The pubs are so warm and cosy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just love that city. Yeah. That's so good. Um, and so what unusual skill or talent do you have? <laughs> um, it can be non-work related. Oh, uh, I'm a pretty good gardener, actually. Oh, very yeah. nice. There you go. That's my happy place is gardening. A happy place is always important. Mm. Um, now, Brooke, is there anything else you want to add in there? Any other um, advice that you think is important mm. to offer? Just look, anyone out there who's thinking about getting into journalism, there's so much bad news about journalism these days, but it's such a great job. It's the best job you'll ever have. And if you want to do it, do it. Of course, a podcast like this simply wouldn't be possible without the support of the amazing organisation Women in Media, the Queensland-based team and the ever-wonderful Caroline Graham. She's a Walkley Award winner. She's been so supportive. I'm so thankful for having her. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. So if you've got any feedback, I would really love to hear it so contact me on social media or contact me through the website until next time